4592433333333. It's Radio Free Tote Bag, and I am Arthur Tron. I'm just regular Donovan. What's up with this Arthur Tron? I have been replaced by a robot. Wait, no. no, I am the robot that has replaced your co-host. <laughs> gotcha. Thanks for clarifying there. We got to keep these things straight. That's right. Well, welcome. You got a, a robo GF or anything? I have a robo polycule that I oh, am a part of. We gotcha. have a mutually beneficial charging arrangement. Is a robot polycule just like a transformer situation where they all combine into one big it's robot? One it's just a substation out somewhere in the suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I could keep this up. That had started strong. That had legs, but I, I don't know. I, I just like don't have that. it. Uh, I was alarmed at what you were doing, but I did like it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> we're coming in on an unsettling note because it's Radio Free Tope. Yeah, and I'm uh, actually Arthur. And I'm, I'm not, and I'm uh, Robo Donovan. Beep, whoa! Boom, <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking twist! What a trip! <laughs> and uh, you, you have heard, but our our guest this week is uh, Liam Anderson from Well, there's your podcast uh, problem podcast. <laughs> well, there's your podcast problem. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> That's it. I'm fucking out. <laughs> Just you want to do any plugs? It's been great having you. <laughs> Uh, I was listening to the Costa Concordia episode earlier. That shit's funny as fuck. You guys are great. Thank you. Appreciate that. Really, the that I, and I was doing the uh, the DC nine uh, that got shot down uh, over Italy or whatever. Oh, used the, to go or the, the bomb, yeah. bomb. Yeah, maybe a bomb, maybe a missile, maybe all three. Who knows? I, I gotta say, the Italian disasters are my favorite of the ones you guys cover. I, I think that uh, the European ones are, are usually especially funny simply because they, they always have like some bumbling Keystone cop corruption stacked on top of them. <laughs> you know, we, we just caught one about, um, oh, a, uh, the station nightclub fire in West Warwick, Rhode Island. Yeah. Uh, yeah. About 15 years ago. And Jesus, that was 15 Island, years ago. Just, yeah. Like 18, actually. I learned. Fuck. Yeah, I know. And, uh, it's it has that element of just like hilarious corruption. Like the reporter, uh, there was a reporter on scene, uh, doing whatever puff piece about nightclub safety. Who owned the nightclub in question that was like burning down at the moment? Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> They're just like, uh, oh, this club is oh, totally oh safe. Like <laughs> slapping the roof of it. Yeah, we, we got like uh, so many pyrotechnics in this baby. Right. Fucking Rammstein's impressed by this one. It's just like being at a bonfire. That's that's a little too cut and dry for a fire joke. I'm sorry. Rest in uh rest in peace. Bad times. Uh hey, as you we kind of alluded to though, Liam, you you do a show about engineering disasters basically. Do you want, for the folks who don't know, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, yeah, we do a podcast called Well, There's Your Problem. What we do is take a look at the systemic reasons behind disasters. So by and large, we talk about the failures of capitalism, both in a design and an environmental sense. We talk about, as an example, uh, I've, my favorite, you know, I think our strongest episode uh, is the Bhopal disaster, uh, where you had Union Carbide essentially just dumping this plant in India 
in a city the size of Philadelphia and then just saying fuck it to any sort of safety and environmental regs uh, and getting away with all sorts of cutthroat and cut rate um, protection measures. So a whole city basically got sick and died because this one American company decided to do unregulated capitalism and like talking about how regulators don't do shit and how, you know, these they're all in the sort of the pockets of these industries. So if you want to check us out, we are, well, there's your problem. Uh, like I said, we just cut an episode should be out tomorrow. Assuming Roz isn't too hammered to edit uh, <laughs> about the station nightclub fire in West Warwick and how just as an example, there's a difference between acoustic foam that you put up in a podcast studio and acoustic dampening foam in buildings and they bought the shit you would put in your podcast studio and glued it to the walls. Oh, no. Oh, no. $175 cash on demand or cash on delivery. That's all Jeez. they paid for it. Jesus. That's Just, uh, that's not rated. That's not flame <laughs> retardant. No. <laughs> it, it really is wild. Because uh, especially getting into this, like, you know, the Costa Concordia, like a ton of these were headlines and all those, right? A lot of these are things that, like, I figured I was familiar with. You kind of... You kind of heard it mentioned or it was in the news or whatever. It is wild and unsurprising at the same time that it really does just trace back to some fuck trying to uh, trim off a little cost and make a little bit more money in basically every situation. It's truly incredible. We talk about, too, like a lot of these guys, you know, we've, we've had it happen more than once where like the guy sort of, quote, directly responsible for the disaster wasn't. He just happened to be the fall guy. Right. Because the company right. had already made the machinations, you know, in question, had already sort of decided that they didn't give a shit if that guy lived or died. Right. So, uh, kill your bosses. Is my <laughs> I think that focusing on uh, the disasters that are the direct result of uh, these weaknesses in capitalism is a particularly effective rhetorical device, especially, uh, you know, in a post 9-11 sort of context where like we all have this enormous disaster with uh loss of life uh as like this thought of as this national tragedy and then you have these things happening you know all the time with comparable levels of uh of fatality but they're just accepted as you know the cost of doing business and oh like, yeah absolutely you know that's that's one of the things is that like you know matt iglesias and his infinite wisdom wrote that fucking article for Slater, who I don't even care. Uh, about, <laughs> uh, you know, different countries have different building codes and that's okay. Basically saying that it was totally cool and tight and good to exploit people in Bangladesh because they were a developing economy. Yeah. So they didn't have the ability to like have the, the, the regulation be such a detriment on their economy. And I was just like, and I, then in I 2013, don't to, I don't know what to tell you asshole. Like, no, it's not acceptable for people to lose their lives making a shirt for 30 cents an hour. Right. That shit blows ass. It's like the same motherfuckers, like the libertarians that, uh, that I always used to get into fights with on the, on the oval at OSU, uh, talking about how sweatshops were a net positive. Jesus (laughs) Christ. I'm I'm not shocked. Yeah. Fucking disgusting. Not, not the, I just want to point out as I always do, uh, with regards to Ohio state, you were chartered after. You were chartered after. Mm-mm. Oh no! <laughs> Wait, after after Oregon Ohio, State or a different after OSU? Ohio after Ohio U. Oh you, shit! I didn't Ohio know U that. Was chartered first. 
They always say the Ohio State University, and that's not quite accurate. Well, because to be <laughs> fair, they only have two letters in their acronym. Liam, we have three and even right. a lowercase t if you're feeling feisty. <laughs> that's a powerful acronym. They always used to say, like, if I run it, if I ran into somebody in the wild who went to OU and I mentioned that I went to OSU, they'd say, well, I went to the good one, not the big one. <laughs> that's, that's how I always feel about uh, Boston College and BU. Mm. Is, uh, my dad went for a semester to BC, realized he hated his dad and didn't want to be anywhere fucking near him. So he went to he transferred to UMass. <laughs> and people are just like, oh, I went to BU. And I'm like, yeah, but why didn't you go to the good one? <laughs> I always, uh, whenever somebody says they went to Wright State, I always say Wright State, wrong university. Oh, oh geez. All your favorite convicted felons all in one place. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that. And as a fellow Ohio guy, I've been missing out. That's a good fucking line. I don't know anybody who went to Wright State, but next time I meet one, where'd uh, you go well, to school? Oh, wrong <laughs> fucking school. You were in the right area, but wrong school, you fucking idiot. Got him. <laughs> I, I, I will say I've never met a Dayton alum I liked. Mm, I, I have a few in my life. Uh, uh, shout out to my, my good friend Kelly. Love Kelly. What's poppin', Kelly? Speaking of Dayton. Huh? Hey! Uh, you're, you're, <laughs> damn. Nice! Liam, nice. I, I gotta say, that, that might be the only like guest transition we've had, and that was extremely good. Thank you. <laughs> that does bring us, yeah, this is a show about relationships. And not really anymore. <laughs> a show mostly about relationships and our traditional questions for guests, uh, Liam, is it was what is your most embarrassing uh, or just kind of dumb dating experience? Do you have anything like that? Oh fuck, do I? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. So oh boy. Okay. Uh, uh for the sake of anonymity, this is gonna be tough. Uh shit. I don't think she listens to this podcast. Whatever, I don't give a fuck. Uh, so I, I was hooking up with this girl, uh, and sleeping over at her house, uh, a couple of times a week back in the spring and summer of 2016. Mm-hmm. And her dad is a, I will say a very, he's not a politician. But he's a very important man and he's very well known, uh, nationally. Mm-hmm. And I was, uh, I was at her house and unexpectedly this, and I'm not exaggerating when I say the phrase national hero <laughs> uh, and his wife, like unexpectedly rolled up to her house and knocked on the door. And I answered the door in my underpants <laughs> and they were expecting her actual boyfriend, I think. And I was just like, that's right. It's Liam. <laughs> like, and they were just like, her dad goes, looks me over and goes, who the fuck are you? <laughs> And I was just like, uh, my name is Liam Anderson, and I I did stuff to your daughter's <laughs> I was like, I, I was just like, hey, I'm, I'm a friend of your daughter's. And he was like, okay. And then, like, was just like, child, get out here. And, I, and, I was just, and then, like, made her explain herself to him. Oh, and Jesus to her Christ. mom for like a good 20 minutes and then they were like well do you want to go to brunch and i was like like, yeah (laughs) fuck yeah i'm going to brunch like fuck yeah i'm going to brunch i'm gonna get so drunk i can't walk (laughs) uh and the same girl invited me to a father's day brunch 
this was like mere days really after we were not officially dating and she was she had been really pissing me off at the time so i did the mature thing and i went with Roz and my dad to montreal like rather than go to this brunch i just left the country <laughs> <laughs> my head is swimming with possibilities as if thinking like national hero is it yeah is it like will, buzz aldrin's kid I like will, i will the dm fuck? you the name hell uh, yeah after we're done uh i'm into that here i'll actually i'll drop it in the zencaster chat right now before you do that uh during the chewing out did he mention uh what it was like landing uh an a320 on the hudson river with no, <laughs> no, it was it was uh, it was not Sully. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was my guess, man. If I was on it, it was going to be huge. He he did, he did like regale me with. Oh stories. shit! Yes. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh no way! Yep. <laughs> this is, damn. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, he, that like he and he's not a man who talks about himself much. But he was stuff. just like he, he like being chewed out by a guy you could literally call a national hero while he's just staring into your soul like a very <laughs> uncomfortable 15 to 20 minutes <laughs> right like you have a wikipedia page and i'm in my underwear yeah I mean, and i'm like not in like and i'm i'm a doughy dude right like this guy <laughs> is in his fuck in his 60s well he's uh going to be 60 this year uh and he's like he does not have a dad bod like he's still absolutely fucking in shape and yeah. he's looking at me like you've been inside my daughter like <laughs> this is how good she can do like he was in, he was clearly like embarrassed for her and i was just like doesn't matter still hit it still did it like <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this even just like in the in the kind of stock picture here this man is a hunk of a '60s dad-looking fella. Yeah, he's he's a tall boy. He's uh, a <laughs> you, like you just she's tall too. You just walk into a room and you're like, oh fuck, like you know one of those dudes like who can command a room no problem, right? For, for right. obvious reasons, and uh, and he yeah like just being dressed down to be like so you were just he was he was like staring at me. He's like so you were just sleeping over. In your underwear you're just sleeping over your underwear and i was like you know what man you want me to come out and tell you like <laughs> i was like no i'm not gonna do you the dignity your daughter's over 18 like she's she has a bachelor's degree you can say so are you two sleeping together you shouldn't because right. it's your business <laughs> but like you want that question answered i'll, I'll answer it tough guy right we're right. all adults we're all adults staying in here it's it's it really is such standard like conservative fucking dad like uh uh if you if you fuck my daughter i'm gonna suck you off while i'm holding the shotgun or like one of those t-shirts it's that fucking crazy energy and it's weird because those situations are simultaneously so funny because it is just really pathetic but it's also just like god damn man that's 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 gotta be that's gotta be so crushing to like try to go through your dating life and stuff and you're fucking national hero dad is like so you guys bone down or what uh, salute has- me commandant or whatever the fuck <laughs> he, has, he has a twitter i just realized this with 70 fucking thousand followers jesus christ uh he never he he doesn't tweet that often i'm falling i'm gonna see if he remembers me 
Liam, do you what? Where do you think he stands on uh, relationships and dating advice? <laughs> Podcasting. You he think was, you can hook us up? He was, he was like a nice guy. He like, really okay. Yeah, he was a nice guy. He wasn't the like sort of archetype of like uh, if you like look at my daughter, I'm gonna put a like a, a shotgun in your mouth. Right. I think what what got him was the fact that a she was like d- like she was dating the kind of man that her parents always thought she would date. Like right. this kid had gone mm-hmm. to the Naval Academy. He he was a smart. He was always like you know well dressed and like very polite and like i am not that like i (laughs) you know it's always the the like so i could see the shock going from like okay where's my daughter's actual boyfriend to like a moment possibly of panic to be like i don't know who this person is and i've never heard of him before like (laughs) is my daughter okay uh to like okay well he's clearly not a threat because he's just here right and like she's like peeking out behind me and i'm like cool thanks like you want to deal with this like you've been dealing with this since you were in diapers i'm just a guy like i'm just uh, right i didn't ask for this no i did I not we gonna have a nice quiet day and instead i'm staring down again literal national hero <laughs> <laughs> that is that is one of the best answers we've had on this show did it did it end when you went off to montreal did you ghost the situation no no happened? i i kept in there uh hell the yeah dog Hell yeah. Uh, and the the only reason I ended things was because when Trump was elected, she was just like, I don't understand why you're freaking out. I don't understand what the big deal is. Like, oh, boy. And I was, it wasn't a, it was not a well-informed political opinion. It wasn't like they're, you know, both parties are equally heinously corrupt and like, you know the machinations but like a well-informed like both parties are bad it was just like like nothing's gonna change which right. like as a straight white man yeah but like you have gay and she had gay and trans friends it was just like they're gonna be fine like nothing's gonna happen to them and i'm just uh, like okay okay that's that's bold <laughs> historically so accurate yeah shit God. i mean good reason to cut it there you know we talk about this a little bit, but like political disagreements to that extent, I don't think that's something even fucking. It was, even it was just, it. it was, it wasn't even. It was that she just didn't care. That's that's what I'm saying, though. Like, Whereas you're somebody you know who's put the time in on reading about this and is knowledgeable about it, and like has articulated you know opinions on things. It's one of those people who's just. I don't care about politics, which is like ideologically fucked because you're just, yeah. you're just a conservative at that point. Right. Exactly. Right. It's, it's the South park approach is like, right. Well, if we're always just like, you know, thereby you just, anything different is stupid. Thereby reinforcing the status quo. Like, so you yeah. just don't want shit to change. You just want to make fun of it. Exactly. You want everything to be nice and cool, uh, but you don't have to change anything. Not ideal. Don't love that. Well, pr- appreciate you sharing the story. Like I said, oh, <laughs> hell of a fucking story. Uh, we'll leave it to the listener's imagination. Uh, how tall Solenberger is uh, standing in front of <laughs> underwear, Liam. Where, like, like it's, it's also one of those things where it is very rare that, like, I'm six, I'm six one, six two. Like, I'm, oh, jeez. I'm, I'm a big boy. And, like, if I'm intimidated, like, it's time to go home. <laughs> That's a tall ass dad. He's a big boy. Her father, national hero Yao Ming. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say which nationality. I only said national hero. <laughs> good, 
good times. Well, Liam, you want to help us answer uh, some other people's questions about relationship troubles? Sure. Good yeah, times. let's let's get into some quandaries. Let's let's open up uh, the the Reddit box with with this one. Uh, girl I'm dating had an FWB a week before going out with me. I'm 21M and she's 19F. This girl is pretty cool. I've never in my life clicked with a girl like I do with her. We've been dating for three weeks. I met this girl on Tinder, probably a flag in itself. It's not. Don't be a bitch. It's It's not. not. What are you doing? I met my long-term partner on Tinder, Bumble. I met my girlfriend on Bumble. It's totally fine. It's how people date now. Like, yeah, it has its own flaws and limitations, but... He even like he even like kicks himself in the dick over a second later. He's like probably a flag in itself. Me being no better. Like, well, if you're doing the same shit, then why are you even bringing it up? Like it's a like a knock on her. Uh, I had the intention of just dating and meeting new people. No sex. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. Okay. Sure. Last yeah, night. That's why you download those apps? <laughs> All right, bud. <laughs> Last night, this girl that I've been going out with told me she had an FWB. For a month before meeting me, she said that she had cut it off. I've had two relationships in the past, and they had similar circumstances regarding casual relationships, and it seems like situations like these would just blow up in my face. Those past relationships ended up cheating on me. I don't know what to think anymore. And he italicized this for uh, for emphasis here. I do not want to be burned for the third time. Whoa. I Shut do not the think- fuck up. <laughs> I do not think I can just ignore it and bury it in my subconscious this time like I have in the past. I can't just ignore the same signs I've seen before. It feels like if I keep going forward with this girl, I'll be living a cognitive dissonance. Oh my God. Yes, I get it. It's her past. She can't change it. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it before. Oh boy. I promise I'm not insecure. (laughs) (laughs) I am a very confident in most aspects. I may have trust issues internally. Uh, and it is way too early to say that I trust this girl, but I do. What? Well, I'm not insecure about her having sex with other guys before me. The issue is that it was so soon on top of everything. I personally don't do FWB. I see them as ticking time bombs, and sex is not something we take lightly. Thanks. I'm just looking forward for what you guys would do in this situation. <laughs> Here's the worst TLDR we've ever seen. TLDR, please read. You summarize it. Uh, This was posted by user Call of Sloth, who sucks. Yeah, we're off to a bad foot with this one. Oh, God. There's two things. The only thing worse than a TLDR that restates the entire question at the same length is no TLDR. So I'm just disgusted by that off the bat. Don't love it. They've been burned three times in italics. Two oh, times. oh, they don't want to be burned for the third time. Yeah. Got you. So, I mean, th- this is striking me as somebody, and 21-year-old too, so, you know, probably not a whole lot of dating experience, maybe just those, yeah, just those two relationships. Just those two. You, so, like, early on, when you're dating, it's a lot of times you just don't have anything to go off of, right? right? And so, like, shit like that happens, and you assume, oh, God, this is a super common thing. If I do anything like this, it's going to be the same. Right. And it's like you do want to improve. Like if something's not working, good to note that and try to avoid it. Uh, But this is this is getting to like 
a bad anxiety, paranoia state, it seems like. Where is this concerned that they were hooking up with somebody recently? And so they think that's good. Like that, that is. Or is it concerned that they were hooking up with someone else at all? Because that like, the the thing is, is that like, I, not to, I don't know, shit on, on your, your point, but how dare you? I know. (laughs) But like you, if you like this girl, it, it, it definitely sounds like much more of a you problem. Oh, hundred percent. It's like, it's like, dude, like I understand no one wants to get burned, but like, A, you're 21. So if you're in the States, you know, presumably you're still in college, which like my biggest piece of dating advice is just don't date in college. Uh, <laughs> number two, like, yeah, it, it sucks, but it sounds like, it sounds like you're never going to be ready to trust her. So like, it's unfair to fuck her over because you can't get out of your own head. Right. I, yeah. And ultimately, this is a big overthink situation. Oh, yeah. And he lays out, too, like, it seems like this person kind of mentally, like, it's, I don't know, they're, they're saying specifically, I'm not insecure about her, her having sex with other guys before me. Yes, and are. that's, yeah, you know what yes, I'm saying? This is one of those things where it, I feel like they're kind of mentally trying to figure out what they need, but, like, emotionally, they've been hurt by these past situations, and so it's making them act like this with like a really normal dating situation. It sounds like. Yeah. Uh, this person has not adopted the prevailing attitude towards sexuality. He has a very sort of retrograde yes. idea about sexuality. It's like uh, even the fact that he would, he would download uh, Tinder and be like, well, that's, it's a seedy place people go here to have sex with each other it's like, well, yeah, it is a seedy good. place but not because of that i hope i don't see a picture of a p word <laughs> yeah this fucking dude he's he's well uh posted by ben shapiro there we go uh he's, he you know so he hasn't adopted sort of this casual attitude towards sex that the, the greater culture has adopted and i mean if you like you could go date like in an Amish community, you could go be Amish <laughs> if you want. Uh, but if you're going to date in, in, you know, this world uh, and date the people that live in it, uh, like just the idea that it'd be like, she was fucking someone a week before we right. dated. It's like, yeah. And it didn't work out with them. And she was like, nah, I don't want to. And so now it's you. It's yeah. It's yeah. less, it, not even just casual. It's just being comfortable with sex. And this strikes yeah. me as somebody right. who's very, very uncomfortable with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the I'm no better for downloading Tinder. It's like motherfucker, why are you on it then? Right. Sex is not something to be taken lightly. And all yeah. this. And again, it's like Presbyterian ministry and meet a nice, you know, Presbyterian they're, girl. They're making these blanket statements, and it's like sex is not something to be taken lightly to you my dude you you are having the emotional issues here that's not the case for everybody the the sex isn't the problem it's you know the way you're holding this shame at the same time as engaging with it it is fully on you well it's also that like i i couldn't tell from the post but it sounds like she stopped seeing this this fwb because she agreed to go on a date with this other guy and right. Like, if that's the case, then what are you? Fu- what is there to fucking complain about? Exactly. Like if 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 some girl, like if some girl, is just like I can have sex whenever I want, with thus fulfilling a biological need because, you know, whatever. 
and I, it, God willing, she comes. Uh, <laughs> like going that to like your lame ass. Like clearly, you're doing something right. Yeah. So just I want that as a ringtone. Fucking worry about it. I want that as a ringtone. God willing, she comes. <laughs> <laughs> I I say this too uh, as somebody who dealt with a lot of insecurity in the past. Hard time. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, like, so the big bear you got to get over first before any of this, before these dating issues, like blanket statements that you're making, is get over this, like, shame in yourself. You know, there, that's no way to, like, treat yourself to begin with. Right? Like, why would you, you wouldn't talk to, like, some, well, I hope you would. Maybe you would based on this fucking question a little bit. But I hope you wouldn't talk to somebody else and fucking shame them for these things and tell them they're, like, dirty for going on Tinder or something. Uh because like that's just it's that's just a shitty way to to treat somebody and you're kind of doing that to yourself here and that's going to sabotage all of your dating situations unless they're really fucking toxic that's true and unfortunately we live in the states and you know so fucking access to therapy isn't always the easiest thing in the world but i just say if whatever you can if you have any access to that if possible i would get in there because this sounds like you know possibly a deeper thing with you with, with anxiety and uh, self-esteem. Uh, and so again, you know, I think, I think this is a, you gotta, you gotta fix this personal situation first right. before, before you add the before dating. You start dating again. Yeah. Yes. Fucking a, it's no fun. Like I empathize on one hand, but on the other hand, it's like, you're being, why do you gotta be an asshole? Why yeah, do I, insecure people default to this? It sucks. I empathize too as you know as someone who who had a long-term relationship with someone uh who had previously been fooling around at the very least with my then best friend like I just I sort of had to like force myself to remember like yeah but she gave that up like right you know yeah, yeah. it's not fun it's not easy and like because you kind of wonder like you're always comparing yourself to other people like even if you don't want to and you know, I try not to do it with my current girlfriend or my ex-girlfriend because they're two very different points in my life. But like, you gotta, you gotta realize, especially when you're that young at 21, like it's only going to feel like this forever. If, if you, if sort of left untreated. Right. If, if you let it effectively. If you let it, exactly. But again, you know, it, in this country and our culture's attitude on mental health and all that, it's, it's just a shame that people aren't, more easily directed towards that, you know, right. or instead overthinking this and, and posting this to Reddit. So I wish this person a bet the best, uh, but I don't, I don't think you should really even be doing this dating thing right now with, with how I, much insecurity with that. Absolutely. I was heavier than I was expecting. Call a sloth. <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> I thought this is going to be fun. We're going to, dog on this guy and then the old empathy gland kicked in son <laughs> of a bitch all right uh hey speaking uh empathy i got a lot of empathy for our listeners and that's why we got the question box asking all them questions asking all them questions why you asking all them questions making statements uh asking all them questions Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> a big box of empathy in front of us. Or a box. We're going to put empathy into the box for your questions that you sent in. You, the listener. 
Because it's the segment, it's the question box, part of the show where you, the listener, can send your questions into us. We'll read them and answer them. It's anonymous, and uh, you don't have to make an account or anything. We got a link in the bio on Instagram, instagram.com slash Radio Free Tote Bag. On Twitter, at RFTBpod or at our website, RFTB.me, you type your question in. You smash that enter button, and then we get questions in here. And uh, as we usually do with guests, uh, I think we do the specific ones for Liam here first. Yes. And I don't mean to this, you know, Liam, we don't, this isn't like a gotcha kind of show. We don't try to do hard interviews and. Oh, you can you know, do that. Get I, people. Listen, I don't give a fuck. All right. Cause this one, this one's pretty hefty. Uh, but I guess we're coming in with it. Why does Liam have the best girlfriend ever asking uh, for a friend? <laughs> submitted by my girlfriend uh, who was very proud of herself. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I I I will I, I wanted to answer this question. She's fine and then just say next question. <laughs> but uh as someone who, who thinks you should actually talk about the shit that makes you happy. Uh I, I love my girlfriend very dearly. She's genuinely the best person I know. She has a, a very good sense of right and wrong. Uh she tries to sort of make the world around her a better place every time she wakes up. She's absolutely amazing. I love her very dearly. Karen, if you've made it this far listening to me talk about my ex uh i love you very much <laughs> sorry <laughs> that was a sweet fucking answer to that we've had uh we've had a couple guests on uh the past who've had partners submit questions like that that makes me happy i, I really like that shouts was, out to your uh, corinne you said what's that she was thrilled with herself hell yeah <laughs> we're we're thrilled too coming in hot to the question box like this Shouts out. Okay. Uh, Arthur, yeah. you got anything else in here? What do you want to do next? I think, is this, I don't know. This one's addressed to Sam. <laughs> I, 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 I don't uh, know. No. I don't know. Sam, the first night at bed when you left. <laughs> Ron made out with two girls and put his head between a cocktail waitress breasts. He was also grinding with multiple fat women. When you left crying at clutch, Ron was holding hands and dancing with a female and took down her number. Multiple people in the house know, therefore, you should know the truth. Someone got that fucking tattooed on him. What is this? I don't know what this is. That's the note from Jersey Shore. I'm so happy that Arthur had to read this. The note from Jersey Shore. Yes. Oh, and a shouts out to our uh, pod in progress, the shore coming soon with me and Mark Adkins. Colin, uh, Arthur, notoriously a bigger fan of the Jersey Shore than me. I'm glad you got to do that one. <laughs> do you think now the producers, Arthur, do you think the producers were involved in writing the note? Like, do you think they coached uh, Snooki and JWoww to do that? Of or do you think it was organic? Yeah, fucking, of course they did. It's fake. It's all fake. It's written. How are you going to have writers on a fucking genre called reality? Oh, my God. Arthur. Oh. Arthur. Yeah. Uh, would you like me to purchase you a note shower curtain? Because they do uh, exist. Oh, God. Or perhaps the tattoo that Liam brought up. Many oh, uh, many ways to appreciate your, oh. express your appreciation uh, and enjoyment of the Jersey Shore. Shouts. Oh, no. Oh. Okay, uh, we'll we'll stop torturing Arthur with uh, <laughs> with old JS. Here's another one for uh, for Liam. 
My relationship was built on a silt-heavy mud with wooden pylons. I worry the lack of bedrock will mean we won't survive a flood or long-term rot or a big fight. How do I reinforce our bond? Will rivets work? Uh, no, you 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 know writing in here, rivets won't work. You gotta raise that whole <laughs> bitch's foundation. Uh, if uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this at face value uh, and not answer the 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 house question, which is a you're gonna have to raise that bitch up on some stilts, have fun, uh, and just accept that sometimes your house is gonna sink and your doors aren't gonna work anymore. Uh, and uh, if you're worried about the foundation of your relationship. It's, I've always found it's because there are a couple fatal flaws. Uh, not necessarily fatal, but things like talk about the big issue. You know the one that you're not talking about. There is a big issue. You're not talking about it. Why aren't you talking about it? <laughs> like, it's going to hurt a lot more when you inevitably get in all these dumb bullshit fights you don't want to get in because you're avoiding talking about the big issue. You know the one. <laughs> now that said... Uh, if you need to raise your, your house, I know a guy. And, uh... <laughs> maybe maybe some non wooden pylons would that be no, better? Yeah, you're gonna need you're gonna need some some steel. You're gonna need some steel. There we go. My engineering expertise coming out on the show here. Uh, hey, a potential guest for well, there's your problem. It's it's uh, expert on pylons. Me. <laughs> okay thank you whoever the fuck sent that question and i you i may dicks. know who it is <laughs> he's a big fan of your show by the way i i i i'm glad to hear that Hell i yeah. hope so <laughs> all right here's uh here, here's this is, a, this is more a this is more a real question here okay a weird thing has happened to me that i have never heard of my partner of a decade is now addicted to giving me hand jobs she has become a shaft-stroking obsessive. <laughs> my dick is in her hand more than my own, which is fucking nuts. A so peen in the hand is greater than one in the bush, apparently. Every night, it's like an hour-long hand job, and then we finish with some classic-style boning. I'm not complaining, but what is this? She says she likes feeling my hard cock and even orgasms a bunch while she does it. To be clear, the only quote-unquote work I'm doing while this happens is kissing and choking her. Oh, good for you. Yeah. If I had a monster porn cock, I might understand this, but I'm packing 7.5 inches in regular girth. Nothing to write home about. I might also understand if we were teenagers who weren't really ready to fuck yet, but we're in our late 20s. Boys, what is going on? Love the show. It's always a highlight of my week for non-hand shop entertainment. <laughs> hey, thank you. <laughs> oh, man. I appreciate uh, that. Uh, my first guess is that uh, your girlfriend has something wrong in her vagina. Ooh. Mm. And, mm. But because it could be that she, you know, sex is still pleasurable to her. And she think you know, but... It, it hurts more often than it doesn't. Yeah. Sure. So the first, the first thought I had was go tell your girlfriend to go, tell your girlfriend or partner to go see a doctor. You know, is, is it, and have the question, you know, I, I, you know, it's hard to broach and say like, I'm not unhappy, but like, are you experiencing any pain in, in right. your, in your bits? 
uh, <laughs> if for no other reason than like you know I had these these panicky visions of like you know sex is fun but it's real but all of a sudden it's really painful and you have an ovarian cyst or something those are fucking nasty. That's an incredibly interesting point. Um, I was going to wonder how many partners she has had before and if maybe this is the f- oh partner of a decade yeah so they've been together a long time that that sounds like a recent uh development is now addicted to giving me hand jobs so what yeah i mean it, it, it kind of has to be something medical then right i, I think it's two possibilities it's either that which i think is worth asking about regardless because that's that's not uncommon uh you know, and especially just to crop up, like you're saying, Liam, if it's something like a cyst or something that just kind of popped up, that could kind of come out of nowhere, I think. Uh, so, I mean, it might be worth asking about that just in case. But the other thing is, and I don't know how much I've put my foot down for this on the podcast, but I'm a defender of the hand job. Same. I think mm. I think Same. the hand job is, is deeply underrated. Yes, mm. correct. It's, people just throw it in, oh, yeah, you know, you did that when you were a teenager, but whatever, but it's like, you can't uh, a just hand it, job well done. You can't teach that, yeah. that mastery. Right. Right. Like like anything. You know, you get more experience, you get better at stuff. You were getting beginner grade handies back in the day, most likely. That doesn't speak to the potentials of the handy. Did mm. you chuck some lube in there potentially? Right? Did you do like a mutual masturbation, but like masturbating each other kind of situation yeah there's there's many there's many options you can also like make out when you're doing it and it's not as like sweaty and shit as sex i i think it's underrated the the other reason i think it might be medical is he meant or i shouldn't say he they mentioned all i'm doing is kissing and choking her well they don't mention any reciprocal touching and i wonder if they're saying oh no i'm good i'm no i'm good and if they're saying that every time Yeah. yeah yeah You know, then my my mind immediately goes to there's a pain issue, or that's a really good something like endometriosis or something like that, something really nasty. So my advice as a doctor accredited in the state of Pennsylvania, of course, uh, is uh, yeah, tell them to go see a doctor. Uh, if if they if they sort of bat the question away and say no, it kind of hurts. Like, go see a doctor. But if they're like, oh, I just really like doing it, you know, maybe they just like missed touching you like maybe they thought you know your sex was great but like this is something that they can do relatively easily it's not scary or anything you know you could ease into a hand joe real nice right it's a good it's a low-key one another another positive to it i think that's a really good insight though uh with that with that comment about just not doing any work just doing the kissing and choking because that is you know kind of weird way of foreplay to get you know, your partner, your partner is initiating and wants this to do a hand job for so long and then just do penetrative sex for a bit. Right. Like, uh, I, 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 I definitely kind of feel that. And I think that's worth bringing up. And even if it's not in a full on, Hey, I've noticed there's something wrong, but in a, like, what's been up with like the hand jobs, you know, into this. Not that I'm complaining, but like, yeah, yeah, you might have to broach the, like, does it hurt when we have sex? Right. Yeah. Does it hurt every time? Or even like, uh, you know, oh, you see, you've been doing this a lot. Like, have you just been really into this or has it been harder for you to do anything else? Like that kind of thing. Like, uh, I, you can kind of bring it up, I think. And, and I've talked about this a bit on the show. I think it's kind of good to do this 
post sex, you know, or your situation, uh, the, the sex you're having here, talk about this. Cause it's kind of on the top of the mind. You're both very vulnerable with each other. And, uh, you know, it's something that just happened. I might bring up like, you know, so what's, what's been going on with this? Did you rediscover this? Like what's happening? Hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. And just, because you're not going to just go in there guns a blazing and say, all right, like <laughs> just like when they're making dinner or whatever. So what's up with the hand jobs? Tell me what's going on with your Don't vagina. Them. <laughs> Please. I need answers. My wife, she's very sick. <laughs> saying, saying this to your wife. Uh, well, I, whatever it is, I do, I do hope that it's, it's something relatively minor uh, and, and easy to handle. Uh, but, you know, or or even nothing. Hopefully, and if that's the case, you know, enjoy your hand jobs. Enjoy the fucking hand rows, yeah. yeah. And uh, another plug for for hand jobs uh, from me. Thank yep. you. Yeah, solidarity. Like Absolutely like solidarity with that. <laughs> I don't like them. How do you not like? Whatever, man. I just don't like them. And here's the thing. Here's and this is why I think I'm something of a of an authority on the subject. Uh, I sometimes date dudes, right? Uh, and yeah. Somebody who has a penor, like like I date AMAB people, I should say. Um, if you have one, you're better at handling them, typically. Uh, and I still don't like them, even huh. with somebody, even if like a very practiced hand, I still don't enjoy them. What you want a cookie? <laughs> I'm just providing the counter example. I just don't like them. I don't know. Oh, my co-host's too good for hands. Too <laughs> good for hand jobs. Billions wow. of years of evolution up to these opposable thumbs, and that's not good enough for you? The most human sexual act, a hand job? Dolphins <laughs> can't give hand jobs, Arthur. That's true. They can give fin jobs, say, though. I will say the other thing that I, that I thought, uh, and this is kind of a weird one, just batting it around, is the idea of... That's what she's doing. She's just batting it around. Batting it around like a cat. <laughs> Uh, don't do that. Don't do that. Let's say if they're into CBT, they're into CBT, but you know, <laughs> make do without each will. But uh, it, it could also be that just like they're kind of bored, and like a hand job is like it takes you back to right, like being 16 in your car and like getting a hand job when you know you shouldn't be. So, like, and if you're doing that all the time, you know, that might be sort of a, a signal that, like, okay, I'm kind of bored here true yeah i mean and that could come up too with a question about this and be if it is like ah you know they've just kind of it's been doing it for them there's that kind of like nostalgia to it we're in this situation where there's a lot of time to have sex you know and you've been doing a regular thing uh, maybe a good opportunity to bring up you know kinks or doing the want will won't list or something like that because yeah. it's just a fucking fun thing to do uh especially right now all right Good luck here's, to you with it. Here's one for the fellows. Ooh. I'll set the scene. I wish you would. You, <laughs> <laughs> you're having a luxurious bubble bath. Candles are lit. A beautiful scent fills the room. What scent? Whatever floats your penis in a bathtub. <laughs> you close your eyes. Your mind clears and you enter a serene space. In that space is a create a character woman. So like it's like a video game, but it's like a create a character. All right. 
You got to choose A, a key personality trait, B, a key body part, C, a key facial feature, and D, the food she just made you. And after you answer this, you have to compare it to your mother. <laughs> oh, all right. What Hold the up. fuck is this question? <laughs> give, me, uh, give me D, uh, food she just made me. Listen, I love my mama very much. Uh-huh. Okay. Dearly, love my mama. However, she's God willing. Not that she's not going to listen to this whole podcast because she doesn't have Twitter. <laughs> My mom's food is not very good. Oh, <laughs> you can't, you cannot ever in a public forum. I know she's not going to listen to, but that's it's. Oh man, you can't say. I it. will say this. I will say this to her credit. My mama makes the best brisket you will ever eat in your life. Well, there you go. That she true. makes. You have a good brisket. What else do you need? She makes yeah. a killer turkey. the The five things she can do, she can do very well. Sure. However, if I can, if I'm sitting in a bubble bath in a pool of my own nasty, I want <laughs> this e girl or whoever mm-hmm. to bring me a beef Wellington, and I just like I'm already like into hedonism at this point. Like I sure. want, I I want and deserve beef Wellington. <laughs> I love how quickly you had that ready. I, I really appreciate that amount of self-knowledge. You were like, you know what? In my fucking bathtub fantasy, Beef Wellington, baby. I'm I not actually say, sure what Beef Wellington is. I'm going to be it's, honest. It's uh, like, a, like a rib roast wrapped in like a puff pastry. Oh, holy shit. That yeah, sounds delicious. Really fucking good. Huge pain in the ass to make. But uh, it's one of those meals that if you can ever make it for your partner, uh and they eat meat, obviously. Like they'll, they'll, they'll. Once they've recovered, they'll suck your dick. <laughs> it's, it's a knockout meal. It's uh, a favor of love. I, I was, uh, I was once with Roz, uh, in a honeymoon suite, in a hotel behind a truck stop, in mm-hmm. Bangor, Maine. Fuck and, yeah! Uh, it was, it was a weird time for us. They had a jacuzzi tub, and all. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking upload this picture that I made Ross take at some point. Um, it's me like in in my in like in shorts. I think I might just be wearing boxers in this jacuzzi tub in like the middle of this hotel room, drinking a michelada, and I'm just having the time <laughs> of my fucking life, dude. I had just driven for like 14 hours. I was basically dead on the ground, and I'm like delirious, like looking at the camera, like yeah, I got the 3.2 percent alcohol tomato beer. Like you want to join, ladies? <laughs> Out of my fucking mind. <laughs> that sounds want, fucking awesome. You want to get spicy in this tub? It's hot, but it could be hotter with a little uh, seasoning on the rim. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and that that could go two ways. Damn. Yeah, you know, you're you're down there with the sprinkling cayenne on someone's butthole. Yeah, actually, we're thinking about it, the Michelada seasoning on a fucking on a butt. That could be a lot. That could be. It not just great. tastes like sweat. It's fine. We've all had <laughs> ass here. We can do we can we can do spicy sweat. That's true. <laughs> All right, food after this uh, bathtub situation. Uh, Liam, since since you had one there, I'm I'm thinking about mine for this. Mm-hmm. I'm somebody that can't spend a lot of time in a bathtub because I produce a lot of heat. I'm very exothermic, hey. as the science folks say, and so in a bathtub. Like, I heat up way too fucking quickly. I can't be in there for more than, like, 10 or 15 minutes. It just gets uncomfortable. How do you do with showers? 
Showers are fine. I fucking love really? showers. I guess it's because like most of my, I can kind of be half out of the water more. Oh, like there's okay. less hot water like in contact with me. I Do guess. Do you take cold showers or are you a hot shower guy? No, no, no. Hot showers for I'm sure. Just, just curious. It's just it's like, it's like about the stewing in it. I think uh, it's the still yeah, water I too. That. I, I just that. get sweat, sweaty too, and there's nothing it's more like insulating to be in the right, water right. and to have the water flowing over you. Right, and so out of that, I gotta I gotta go something light. And I've been thinking about this recently. Those cotton candy grapes you can oh, find fair. sometimes they're really good. I haven't seen them in a couple of years, and I really want them. I want them right now. Uh, I would really like that after this weird sex bath. That sounds okay. great. Uh, a simple chicken pesto dish of some kind. Maybe it's like some like a little bit of pasta with like a chicken breast and some pesto. Nice. Pretty easy to make. Just like yeah. good and light. Uh, ooh, key facial feature. I'm gonna have to go with a broad Irish nose. Uh, <laughs> key body part. Uh, modest but impressive breasts. Right on. Key personality trait. Thinks I'm very funny. <laughs> Which is to say, good sense of humor. Oh. I'm always amazed that my girlfriend thinks I'm funny. Like, I'm always <laughs> just sort of stunned. Uh, she'll, she'll like laugh at a joke. Like, and we're talking like low effort comedy where I just like will talk about like putting my finger in her butt and she'll giggle and I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, did I hit the lotto? Am I dead? Have I been dead this whole time? <laughs> I yeah, like that. She goes at your joke and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, what's wrong <laughs> with you? <laughs> you had that prepared. I did. I didn't know we had a big lesson there. All right. I I don't have something like a, a broad Irish nose that I, I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. I, I like I like moles. Mm. Or like, a, yeah, I guess that's what that is. Yeah. I like moles. I think they're good. I'm a big My fan of, oh, we're doing facial features. Uh, freckles. I'm a, I'm a big freckles also guy. Good. Also good. I've realized recently I have freckles. I forgot that. I'm freckles. sure you're beautiful. I don't, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> a key body part. Uh, it's just my body with a with, sexy lady with like an eagle, like <laughs> eagle's face just slammed on top <laughs> and i'm talking like full e-girl like anime kind of aesthetic streaming sure. some like really uh time intensive makeup going on and then it's just on my lightly hairy pale body beautiful okay Okay, actually, key body part though. I'm an ass man, so I'm I'm always about the butt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Personality trait. I like. I really like people with sense of humor too. If we could yeah. do some back and forth bantering type of stuff, and uh, I like somebody who's like interested and like knows a lot about something that I don't know anything about. Wow. Uh, and it's a shower instead of a bath. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do we have a, a, a key personality trait, Liam? Is there anything, any, any more sliders you want to push around on this character creator? Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, I, I, I related to sense of humor, but, uh, I've always liked someone who's like very witty and like very quick in conversation. Right. Uh, you know, this is a little selfish, but it, it, it matches up very neatly to how I talk. 
<laughs> uh, and like being able to do those dueling back and forth, like I'm in a bad Harry Potter fanfic, that, that, <laughs> that pushes my buttons in the way I like. <laughs> yeah, I know what you say. Or like if somebody who can do like Sorkin banter with me. I'm yeah, like, I, yeah, it'd follow me down the hallway. That's what I want. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, too. That's just a nice thing when you're spending time together and it'll randomly like kind of fall into a bit. That's a great time. Love it. All right. Uh, few more short ones. Hours. We got a couple more in the box. Yeah, we gotta we gotta fly through these. Uh, but pretty short ones. Geographic aspects of dating. Do you have any experience with any differences between dating in smaller towns as opposed to larger cities? Yes. Oh yeah. Fuck. <laughs> if yes, what difference is most notable to you, Liam? You seem to be hit by this very hard. Fuck Almighty! I grew up <laughs> in a town called York, Pennsylvania, which, despite the fact that it's the city itself is like pennsylvania's like ninth largest city okay mm. so that's like it's it's not a real fucking city <laughs> uh but i grew up outside of york pennsylvania so uh new york yeah no not that good uh, and fuck. my first girlfriend was a girl i had not gone to high school with, but had sort of gone to our rivals high school if you could call them that right. that this town had sports rivalries uh and I will say that, like, everyone in that town sort of knew, not necessarily knew what they wanted out of their lives, but had a very clear picture of how their lives were going to go because they had one of three paths, essentially. Yeah, I'm going to go work at the mill until I die. Yeah, or I'm going to go, like, I'm going to go to college and, and just figure it out, or I'm just going to go do this. And those are, like, the three choices available to me. And there's sort of no point uh in in sort of dreaming bigger than that and it really shuts down these avenues for you to grow because you know a lot of people never leave these towns or they've been in these towns for 30 years and you have this this problem where it's just a feedback loop right where because everyone around you never left and their parents never left or their parents left and came back and sort of expect you to do the same yeah. you know that versus a city like a city you sort of make your own little town, like a city shrinks right into your neighborhood, but mm -hmm. yeah. there's still like the overwhelming amount of people. And I think this intangible thing about imagination in a city that there's always this possibility of something, you know, behind this door or behind the storefront or like down this road that doesn't really exist in the roads you've already, you've always sort of driven down when you were 16. Wow. That's very true. And just variety of types of people, too. And I'm sure that plays back into that feedback loop aspect. But it's like, you're not exactly going to be, you know, if, you, if you're not that person who's going to settle down there, how do you even start dating people if that's what they want? Especially when you intend to leave. Exactly. Or maybe not intend to leave, but just don't think this is the life for you. Right. Not ideal. Yeah. It's definitely more variety of people and just backgrounds and, and you know, things going on and all that. And just like, not everybody is like, oh yeah, that's, you know, that's my, that's my like uncle's best friend's daughter or something, you know, right. it's not like everybody knows each other too, which I feel like probably gets a little, that could get Incesty. a little weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the word I was looking for. Arthur, you ever dated in a small town? Uh, most, so like I grew up in these suburbs and I, I've really only ever dated around here. Um, either as a teenager or like dating somebody that I've worked with 
Like that's kind of like been my whole dating experience living in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, teenager dating is, if, that's probably the same everywhere, right? It's probably yeah, the same. I think that's safe to the, say. Like the same emotional uh, uh, sort of register. You're not like um, sitting down at the soda fountain for your first date at 15. You're like, uh, so what, where do you see your life going? Where do you want to get out of this town jobs? or what? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and the, the dating that I have done as an adult in the suburbs, uh, I'm super fucking boring. And I have like when I'm dating somebody, especially around here where there's not much to do, um, I just kind of settle into that. Like, all right, you'll come over. We'll get takeout. We'll watch something. We'll fuck. Like that's that's what dating me is like. <laughs> uh, and that's that's all I've really gotten up to. But like when I was living in the city and I was dating, I was like going places and doing stuff. It was a lot of like going to club nights and shit and inviting people out to DJ nights. Uh, yeah, that's the other thing too is just opportunities to meet the strangers, meet new like people. the same dates over and over again too at the same places. Exactly, right. and like being able to get real fucking weird with it is nice. You can only yeah. DQ grill and chill so many times. <laughs> Get a fucking blizzard in the. I grew up and- down the road from a from a Dairy Queen, and and I and by that I don't mean like you know a half a mile or a mile or thing. I mean literally, it was at the end of my block. <laughs> and the yeah. amount of like Dairy Queen I fucking ate as a teenager because for whatever reason, <laughs> Dairy Queen was like bootleg open till three a.m. If you knew the right people, right? Fuck yeah, right. <laughs> like. Just like getting an Oreo blizzard and it's like 2.30 in the morning and you and your friends are all high out of your fucking minds. Perfect. That's one advantage it's... of a small town. I'll say that. I can't walk to a Dairy Queen in Philly. That's true. Did you, um, uh, did they have fruit? Did they have food? Did they serve food at this? Yeah, they served food, Queen? but I never got it. Because <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, Dairy Queen has some of the best French fries that I've ever had in my whole life. Well, now I'm going to have to try the one Dairy Queen in Philly. Yeah. Yeah. It's real fucking good. They got some great, they call them brazier fries. They're fucking great. That's a plug for DQ, folks. Check them out at DQ.com. And Liam, you've been doing the chill. It sounds like you're ready to grill. Or fry, I guess. Shit. Whatever. I I could do both. I used to be a fry cook. I could do whatever grilled fry action. Do whatever I need to do. (laughs) All right. uh, Arthur, we got one more short one in here. We sure do. Uh, do you fellas have a specific movie you watch that makes you feel better when you're feeling emotional about relationship stuff? Mine is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, okay. It's a healing movie, God says, that's says the question. Movie. Is there really? Yes. <laughs> well, thanks for sending that question in, Liam. We appreciate you padding the box for us. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yo, that or, uh, or did you guys ever see Maid of Honor? that's a real fucking weird movie where the premise is this guy and this woman have been friends since college and he's a whatever billionaire philip philanthropist playboy and she's just like a cute little like museum director and she goes to scotland after like like it's implied very heavily that she's been waiting for him to sort of realize that she's been right there in front of him the whole time. I'm just gonna spoil the whole fucking movie. It came out 2008, <laughs> and uh, she uh, so she goes to Scotland for like two weeks, and he realizes how much he misses her. And he like wants to tell her as soon as she gets home that he loves her, but she she brings back a fiance, Whoa. and like the whole movie is I think it's Patrick Dempsey like scowling a lot and being like, how can I compete with this Scotsman who's a literal like lord. <laughs> which like the scottish peerage is wealthy but they're not like the premise is that he invented like uh 
cup sleeves like you get on like a, you know yeah yeah, yeah. You know, like coffee cup or something yeah coffee cup sleeves yeah. and i'm just like there's no way he's not worth more than everyone in the peerage combined <laughs> like there's no possible fucking way where the conceit of the movie is he gets 10 cents for every one of those oh my God, <laughs> yeah, what the fuck yeah that's that's uh that's, that's medium-sized country wealth. Jeez. There's a really fucking funny line where he steals a horse at the end of the... I, I love this movie. Uh, <laughs> I really do. It's my one flaw. I fucking love Maid of Honor. Uh, and uh, he steals a horse at the end, and he's, like, yelling at a Scotsman, and he's like, I'll give you five cents, uh, like, royalties on every coffee sleeve sold. I heard that guy makes a lot of money. And then, like, gallops off into the distance. <laughs> Scottish culture is so beautiful. Uh, I love my comfort and healing movie is children of men. My other one's the departed. So I feel you. <laughs> yeah. I like, you know, uh, if I'm feeling emotional about stuff, I like to put it in perspective. It's like, well, it's not the end of the fucking world. You know, I didn't That's get, I, I didn't almost die in a fucking terrorist attack in a, in the first four seconds of the movie, you know? True. That's why like, I watch rubber, uh, to think about a time hey! that kills people instead of my broken heart. I saw I saw fucking rubber in the theater. I am not surprised by this. Oh wow! <laughs> my, I think my actual one. I mentioned this before. It's been a little bit since I've seen it. I I hope it holds up. Uh, Swingers with Vince Vaughn yeah. from the nineties. Great, Great movie. Don't care. Fantastic, like just breakup movie. It's got the whole character arc of uh, being devastated by the breakup, and then that trying to date while very insecure shit we were talking about earlier and then like coming into yourself and then being able to do that i don't know i thought they handled that in like a cool healthy uh self-esteem kind of way and i think i think that's a good kind of thing to watch when when you're feeling brokenhearted word up yeah so watch those movies i hope you're not feeling too emotional about relationship stuff uh and if you are just listen to more of this podcast because goddamn we're funny That'll heal you. We got a whole last backlog for you. Uh, and I mean, speaking of which, we're we're coming up on the end here, and I gotta say, in case you didn't see the announcement, uh, new Patreon setup. We're doing an episode every week. Sometimes we're gonna have the guest from the main episode continue on with us, uh, as Liam has been able to do, which I'm very excited about. Uh, so there's gonna be more with Liam. Probably some more questions behind the paywall this week. So if you're interested in that, patreon.com slash RFTB. Uh, Liam, where can people find you and your work on the intertube? Well, my uh, I started a new podcast and the Twitter account got Instabanned for it. So, uh, <laughs> oh, well, so what, do you know uh, why? Because uh, the first thing I posted was a link, supposedly. Oh, uh, yeah, you, yeah. Can, uh, you can follow me at old, you know what? Just go to WPY. Oh fuck, WTYP Pod <laughs> on Twitter. We are well. There's your problem. Uh, I have a series I've started called. Uh, it's going to be called "I Will Fight Your Dad." Uh, it's just <laughs> a brief history of shit I find interesting. There's no rhyme or reason to it. I did my first episode on chewing tobacco and snooze. Yes. Fuck yeah. I think the formatless pod is kind of coming back around. Yeah, I I I hope so. I like I like the sound of that. Thank you. Especially uh as as a fellow snoozer myself. Always got yeah, I got this great book actually. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's just called Snooze exclamation point. 
Zeus. Uh, and oh, this shit. guy does a super in-depth history, and then he has a review guide, which you can ignore because it's all bullshit. He calls <laughs> Siberia, I thought you'd appreciate this, a nicotine cannon and nothing else. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty fair. Yeah, it's pretty fair. I just don't care. <laughs> it's kind of the point. It's fucking yeah, that's delightful. What, that's why, I, like, I know. <laughs> I want to be on a rocket ship. That's why That's why I'm using this. <laughs> well, good times. Liam, thank you again for coming on. It's been fucking yes. great talking to You're you. You're welcome. Uh, and we're, damn, the audience is standing up and applauding, even though wow. we're technically yeah. just an intermission. Great job, guys. Damn. What a fantastic audience. What a fantastic guest. Thank you again, Liam. You're welcome. What a, fan, what a fantastic intro song, which is Ooh. hanging on by the band Nowhere. You can find their music at nowheremusic.bandcamp.com. Okay. Fuck. I forgot the simple bit that we were doing. I already, I just forgot on the spot I was going to do it for the outro music. What did I say? What a fantastic. Yeah, yeah. there we go. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Damn what a up. fan and what a fantastic uh segue by Donovan. Me yeah. here telling you that the outro music is a song Stephanie by the Hayfellows. You can find them at Instagram.com slash the Hayfellows or on Spotify by searching those three words, the Hayfellows. Folks, I'm fucking go get uh, a, a fucking cherry coke out the fridge and then go do some more pod uh if you're, if you're coming along uh one one more time patreon.com slash rftb uh you know we'll see you on the other side of the paywall i love you thanks bye Mwah.